good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. This is episode 275 of the Material Podcast, and I am Andy Anatko. And I'm Florence Ion. And Andy, I appreciate that you do me the courtesy of letting me introduce myself, unlike what I do to you. <laughs> but, I, you know, I kind of like that we have kind of our own styles. It, it keeps people... I feel it keeps people coming back for more. Again, I don't. Yes, because we don't have people thinking that as soon as someone comes on as a host from episode zero, episode hundred, that we that there's some sort of like a training video and like an ISO nine thousand three certification. That into it. We just whoever hosts <laughs> does their thing. The thing seems to work. Uh, as I will, I've all. Uh, I sh- I should say though that um, I I almost invoked a privilege that i don't think that i was entitled to invoke based on the uh, lamely on the fact that this is episode 275 which Mm -hmm. is divisible by 25 there's something about anniversaries where like uh, every hundred wow that's a big one every like nth nth 50th is a big one 250 a quarter of a thousand is a really 275 is a little bit lame and i was thinking what if i had a cake because it was to celebrate episode 275. But the real reason why that entered my mind was that I had one of those horrible thoughts in on Monday that sticks with you, and then you have to do something about it. See, I, I have a rule. like I have a whole bunch of like nutritional and health rules that are like NASA mission rules for running like a space mission. And one of them is that I'm not allowed to have like desserts or cake around the house however what i traded for a number of years ago was that that means that although i can't have cake inside the house so therefore i won't be like okay well let's have a hot pocket and half a chocolate cake no because we don't have cake around the house but the trade-off amazing yes see but the the trade-off for that is that (laughs) when i go out to eat like at a restaurant i get to like oh what is the most chocolatiest cakiest thing you have yes that i love a hot lava cake i just i love the hot lava cake and the way it just seeps into the ice cream and it just exactly oh my god i want that (laughs) i want to go be in a booth right now at a crappy chain restaurant and have a lava cake i don't care you totally you totally understand the principle i will do it at tgi fridays that's like how desperate i am i will go to tgi fridays see this is this is this is what makes it easy for me like even when (laughs) like i'm at the like that that kind of sad but wonderful uh section of a certain aisle in the grocery store where here's stuff that's is going to be uh, past their best buy date in a few weeks so here is like a box of tw- like a, uh, uh, it's maybe three weeks after valentine's day but they still have some of those like strawberry filled twinkies like mm-hmm. and they're the each box of 10 is like a half off this is this is what makes it easy for me to say i don't care if it is half off the rule is we don't have cake and stuff like inside the house but that means that i can have like the i can have the memorable amazing chocolate cake with like restaurant made ice cream when I go out to eat. But the problem is that because I haven't been going out to restaurants because of COVID, it means that I have not, I realized on Monday, I have not had cake since like early March. And 
So I so I was I was going to hijack that by saying, well, we have I have a running joke where like we celebrate special things on the Trail Podcast by buy I buy a cake and we have a party for everybody who's like hosting, and of course I wind up being able to eat that entire cake over the course of a mm-hmm. week because I can't actually mail it to somebody. Uh, so, but I did decide I did decide to uh, uh, on Tuesday yesterday I did buy at the when I was doing my food shopping I did go to the bakery department and buy a slice of like birthday cake that they had prepackaged and that that I just it's just to move on with my life so I was no longer thinking but I haven't had cake since March when I, when we set up this rule I'm sure that the intent of this rule was not that I don't have cake for an entire year it was to make sure that we don't overdo the cake thing and that every time we do have something that's not good for us, it is a wonderful and tasty and exemplary example of that thing. And so okay. I did decide to have one yeah. slice of cake. But I, So I'm proud of myself for not saying, oh, look, it's it's episode 272 of Material. And of course, because 272 is also the year A.D., uh, when bronze was introduced as a material uh, for archers working for, see, I, I would have had to like Wikipedia what happened in 272 AD. No one would have bought it. People would have been very, very sad for me that, my God, this lad is so racked with catholic guilt when he was growing up <laughs> that he can't simply say one piece of cake in six months is perfectly okay without some sort of excuse so yes i'm sorry saint christopher saint matthew saint ignatius saint loyola i had cake if you i would have shared it with you had you been manifest inside my my kitchen tuesday night you know i was good for that and i think you understand See, I've adopted my own sugar habits for these uh, current COVID times because I just feel like uh, this is, again, not a normal time what's happening right now. Or maybe it is normal and this is just a lot more, you know, exaggerated than not exaggerated. But I digress. Um, (laughs) I have decided to get into candy hunting because the one thing that I can do is hunt for special flavors while I am adding to my cart for pickup. Because it's the only thing I am doing is adding to my cart for pickup, right? So what can I add? I can add seasonal flavors of things. I've already gotten through all the fall flavors of Kit Kats. So thanks to Target (laughs) for doing that. Um, It's possible I may have mentioned to you that I just recently finished my third bag of uh, crispy or Cocoa Crisp M&Ms, which are a Halloween staple, and they are absolutely delicious. My husband doesn't like them, which is fine. That's more for me. Uh, and of course, as you know, as we get close closer to the Christmas, you know, winter holidays, there will be even more variations of things. There'll be more special Starbucks drinks. I don't do pumpkin spice. That is not a thing that I take part in. I love pumpkins. I love pumpkin flavored. Today I had a pumpkin filled flatbread, which was very delicious, but I do not do the pumpkin spice thing. So I'm just kind of looking forward to what else I can spend my money on that's in the prepackaged treat aisle. And I also started going down those Instagram holes where I found the the profiles that help me locate this stuff. My friend got me into it and um, he... He and I share a love for junk, and I just – this is what I'm giving myself this year. This is how I'm getting through this year. This is what I'm giving – I will say I haven't yet gone through the Starbucks drive through since the pandemic started, which is a thing that I would give myself pre-COVID times. And that's just because the line is so long these days. It's longer than – it's just – 
I'm just glad that I have the prepackaged Kit Kats at my disposal <laughs> when it comes to. So, you know, uh, it's the little things. It's it's the little <laughs> things. It's I'm, I'm I, I did see that I um I I saw that for the first time that there was uh, I actually took a picture of it at the checkout counter at the drugstore. There was um uh, there was birthday cake flavored Kit Kats. And I wasn't interested. I didn't buy it. I also am not sure if I support the idea of Kit Kats that don't ta- don't taste like Kit Kats. I think that you have something, and when I want it's it tastes great. It's what I want when I see it on the package. I see there is nothing I would like to add or remove from this flavor profile. For yourself, Andy, just for yourself. No, it's fine. I'm not I'm not judging anybody. This if you go, go for it. Also, I was very pleased. Like my when I made my first trip to London, that's the first time I saw. Like big Kit Kats, like the ones that are the size of piano keys. Oh, I love that. The one that you have to slice to share with a friend instead of breaking it off. <laughs> share Just, with you know. a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in theory. In theory. In theory. Yes. I would like to think that you would share a giant Kit Kat with me, but it would definitely be a half and half situation between you and I because I, I would, would want be, half no, a chunk. I, I, would, I would make sure that if you desired Kit Kat, you would not go without a Kit Kat. I Thank would. You. I would say that it would be more like I would give you the Kit Kat and then buy myself a second one on my way back to like the we, train station. Oh, mm-hmm, only mm-hmm. only because so there's some, there's there's something about the Kit Kat that is it's not that I don't want to share it. It's just that you have a game plan for like each of those four like little loaves that I'm going to just eat the first one like a candy bar. The second one I'm going to like nibble away that top shelf of chocolate until I have like a stack of wafers. I'm going to eat the third one uh like in like little bites and then i'm gonna like break the fourth again you have a game plan and it's not as though things don't work out it's just that i would i would, it would feel make me feel good to also to say oh look, no please take the entire kit kit and then we would figure that out i really just want to appreciate that you and i are two people from completely different worlds opposite side of the coasts uh we we met by chance really just by by internet connections and yet you and i share a ritual for eating the kit kat because that was a ritual the kit kat was my candy when i was a kid that's what i was allowed to get you know in the in line at the grocery store uh usually what would happen is my mom would carefully save half for the next day so that i you know i would get two one day to the next day kind of mm. like spread it out spread the love so i would have to really think about how i would savor those two pieces the longest that i possibly could because when you're a kid sweetness is fleeting you can't just go out and get it you don't have a means of doing so you're under control <laughs> So I, I really appreciate because I, I, too, did the thing where you would just bite off the Kit Kat and then just expose the wafers. And um, yeah. wow, I really want Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> I want Kit Kat. I want a molten chocolate lava cake. I want all the things. Um, but, you know, it's the little things that keep us going, right? So why not talk about? Exactly. What, it, it's something as simple as eating in a disgusting restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it was never it was never about the omelet. It was always about the fact that this diner is open 24 hours and it's near Penn Station. And when I get there, when I get in there early because I've got like a meeting or an event at nine, it's a place where I can get an omelet and bacon and sit there for three or four hours. Are you talking about the Denny's next to the Powell Street Bart? Because that Denny's has free Wi-Fi. I'll have you know. 
and it's pretty good Wi-Fi. I've done a lot of video uploading from that particular location. No, I, I, the the word Denny's throws me off. I know, There's, but that's that's what happens when you're kind of in the touristy part of a city. It's like here yeah. are all the name brands, and also I grew up in the suburbs, so I True. did. Denny's was a refuge. TGI Fridays was a refuge. Chili's was a refuge. You know, I am I am speaking <laughs> so. instead of the of the Skylight Diner, which is May. Uh, I think that it's on thirty second, thirty third Street. Uh, but it's a very short walk, and again, not only it's and it's also not like uh, it's it's not one of those places that's open twenty four hours and attracts low lifes. Well, it, and obviously attracts riff raff such as myself. But you will find mostly people who are in my situation where they just do, they're they, they've got some place to go, but they can't or don't want to go there for another like couple hours. So that and and they have money to spend like fifteen dollars on like a three a.m. breakfast. So that's all. <laughs> there's a, there's also the Cosmic Diner. Which I used to enjoy because we should wrap this up. But there's uh, because now that's that's way up on 53rd. But and it means taking a walk like all the way up Broadway at like three in the morning. And because this isn't like 1983, it's actually almost completely safe. And you get to walk through Times Times Square, and there are only like two other people there. And some and sometimes one of the reasons why we do that is that sometimes there would be like some sort of like an art installation or something that like uh, like for instance I think the last time I did it they had set up like a hallway of mirrors and it was like an open hallway like the size of like a container like a, a, a shipping container I think and it was just like floor ceiling at walls like mirrors. And because it was like three in the morning, I got to like enjoy it and walk through it and decide how I want to take pictures in it. I believe that after 15 minutes, what I finally landed on was uh, 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 a, a one act one man play or a section of a Batman movie or comic book in which I am Commissioner Gordon. The Joker has trapped me here into this room of mirrors, thinking it will drive me mad. But actually, it has only given me perspective into the madness of the Joker and therefore made me a more effective tool against his evil. Uh, Somewhere I do have video of this (laughs) selfie video on a phone uh, that I I should uh, that I didn't have the courage (laughs) to post. But that's the sort of stuff I'm talking about where you get to be in if this were any time else in New York City. There would have been like eighty hundred like Instagram people in there. Hi, here I am at the uh, Max Fact. Thank you for that Max Factor lip gloss. And oh, I'm really enjoying my Dasani water hashtag. Live the lifestyle. Like, oh, please, can you just enjoy it for what it is, not for? <laughs> you're just making you're making me people think make about... me, people get make me sad sometimes, and I can be much less sad when I'm not looking at other people. I know that says more about me than other people. Uh, but there it is. Now, uh, speaking of last thing before we go, the speaking yes. of me, uh, uh, I wanted to thank <laughs> we. we uh, uh, I did not know about the amazing marketing power of cats until I spoke like last until week. you baited everybody last week. Yeah. Because... Well, we talked we talked about we <laughs> we're, we're talking about like the, 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 the hidden kitty game and how much I like kitties. Mm-hmm. And like I'm thinking about getting a kitty and we talked about kitties. And we're talking about other other stuff. And we got so much feedback about, well, I actually like bought a membership because if that's going to contribute money towards uh, Andy eventually being able to get a kitty, I'm all for it. 
And again, because my, my strength is as the strength of 10 men for my soul is pure, I'm not going to like use this as a way of manipulating people into becoming uh, into uh, buying memberships. Although if you were already inclined to do so, you could go to relay.fm slash material and uh, become a member of the of the Relay FM family and any supporter of uh, the material podcast. We'd be very happy about that. But we're not going to emotionally manipulate you into doing that. And just to underscore how my uh, how my strength is. Is, is pure and my soul is just uh i was uh, taking my walk uh, i again that walk that ended in me uh, buying chocolate cake uh, but i digress and there was a there were some signs put up the, the those sad signs for like a lost cat and mm, as yeah, I, I hate those i know and i and i <laughs> and I, I do actually do particularly because i'm uh, if i'm walking i will stop and like get a good look at the cat at yeah. the cat and the sign sometimes i'll take a picture of it in case i happen to see it now this is this is if you want to know exactly where ethically and morally i am after several decades on this planet this explanation will pinpoint it for you exactly again i examined the poster so that i would know if i saw this cat this isn't just some like random cat that's usually goes out for like an hour then comes back to the home this is actually a lost cat Mm -hmm. i did take a picture of the poster uh for but so that's all in the plus column let's say plus 30 points minus let's say seven points six points the listeners can judge the way they want for just an instant it did occur to me that hmm this means that somewhere in my neighborhood, there is a cat who is in need of a home that all I have to do is find it and then like keep it inside the house long enough that that I can like long enough for me to like take a whole bunch of like pictures next to a, you know, like a uh, Obama Biden to 2012 poster, all this fake stuff that was established <laughs> that. No, oh, no, I, I remember those those po- your posters really caught my eye because I thought, my God, I have a cat for the past eight years that looks exactly like that poor cat. And I would be heartbroken if some if my cat were missing or if someone tried to take my cat away from me, which is why I will never let anybody take my cat away. So I feel see. For a flicker of a second, I'm just sticking enough for me to say, wow, where did that come from? And then discard it. But it did occur to me that, again, there's somewhere there's a cat that I, I think I think I settled somewhere in between for for at like the half and half, half of a day between like my securing the cat inside my house so that it would no longer be a lost cat. It was a found cat that is waiting for its owner to come pick it up because it has been found. For that six-hour period, I would then get, have have a cat, which would be enjoyable. Yeah, I know, but you uh, but don't want to... I'm not a cat. Oh, no, I'm not a cat stealer. I'm a, I'm a contemplator of stealing cats, but again, not no, breaking into houses. No, I don't think you're a cat stealer. About- I just... I think that this is something that you need to explore professionally because I feel like something is calling to you right now. You're having a real tug of war internally. A kitty. And a kitty's calling I, to me. And, and that's why I feel like what happened, <laughs> like that's why you went to that dark place. That's what I feel. So I, I feel uh, like again, you should just, really address that um, as, as I said, yourself. As I said last week, my biological cl- clock for, for owning a cat is is, is ticking. I can, they, I can they definitely. They really are. I know there are people who are cat people and dog people. But like, listen, every animal is different. And once you have that bond with a feline, it just <laughs> it's I'm really I'm I'm considering like freezing one hundred and sixty dollars a month uh, so that, you know, if if I get become too old to get a cat, I can still ha- have that thought out and go ha- like 
in in uh, house of cat i don't know i don't even know what the terms would be but you know what i mean uh why don't we you're going to freeze your cat eggs no no i'm saying i was i was trying to find a connection between like uh, you know like again i know I, I decided we should just go with the absurd and just so, like what? What if I'm like 63 and I can't like afford to have a cat anymore? But hey, that's why again, just like you know, I. That's the I, thing is when animals get that's that's a, ugh, when animals get sick, you have to pay for them to get better. It is just like human health insurance. Uh, all right, so feel like that's, uh, let's, that's let's let's take a break because uh, google announced some new hardware yeah and so we have much we're dancing around about. it mm-hmm. well we have a whole bunch of new hardware to contemplate and to experience uh google did have its uh, another one of its hardware events uh, this is the phone event but also of course lots of other stumped stuff lumped into it uh, this is 2020 so they had to find some hybrid between having the excitement of a live event while actually pre-recording everything i saw so it was uh it was 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m uh uh, east coast time here i just uh, maybe it was because it was a this was a really long work day i i had i went to bed really late last night so i had to take a nap i don't know why i was kind of grumpy at the presentation i was just like you, you don't have to keep shouting you know that like you're not in an amphitheater you're like in a little studio with people and then i uh, this and this was grumpiness on my part when i saw like a man a very grown man i'm not talking about like intern out of college i'm talking about definitely a grown man who was like wearing a back backward baseball cap and big headphones and i'm like oh honey sweetie no that's my thing was why was he just playing with stadia like in the middle of a public park in downtown los angeles like that is the last place that i would be playing a very i would be playing a game through an expensive streaming service on an expensive device I don't know. And, and I brought this up to to the folks in my Discord and they're like, what world are you from where you were? I'm like, listen, listen, even when I had like my Nintendo, there was no way that you would find me out there with it in the world. Just playing, <laughs> just playing it like, look at what I got, everyone. Come take. I mean, not that I'm trying to say this word is world is full of nefarious people, but I'm just saying like that's so much money. <laughs> To true, just be true. Out he, in the he, open. He, he did have the he did have the whole kit, but uh, but they're they're like two different. I'm, I'm I'm actually I forgot about the second guy, the guy at the end. There's another. They're like two separate oh, guys. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking about. Okay. I just I just feel as though I, again you you do you everybody out there. I'm not judging, and I I appreciate that I was lack of sleep and kind of grumpy, but I, I really do feel as no, though no, 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 above no, 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 the no. age of 26, 27, maybe 28. That that cap has to face forward. No, here's here is my problem. Okay, <laughs> you look and, kind and of I, you look kind of foolish. You look kind of hello, fellow well, kids. It's not in style anymore either. Like we're not. It's not ninety three. Nobody's wearing their hat backwards anymore. Mm. And the other thing that I really didn't like, since we're talking, this was a half hour presentation that Google gave us, which I thought was a perfectly like perfect time to just here's all the announcements. After this, go read the blogs. It was right. kind of the situation, which I appreciated. Um, but Mark Ronson, who is a, I hesitate to say popular DJ because a lot of this genre, it, the 
EDM genre is just whatever. Mark Ronson is a popular DJ. He was mumbling through the entire thing that he was supposed to be doing. Like, he was just like... It's like, what? Do you take the cotton balls out of your mouth? What are you doing? Like, talk to me here. They, I know they paid you money. Thanks so to just, Google like, Duplex, up. we can do a real-time <laughs> captioning of mumbling DJs. I mean, I just... it. it uh, I just thought it was rude. I thought it was rude. Uh, versus Selena Gomez, who I really appreciate her poise. She had a cute little blouse and outfit on. You know, she had the bun and the hoops. And I even got to hear the song that I just been loving that she collaborated on with Blackpink. And I just, you know, there are all these little bits and celebrity cameos that kind of makes you think like, Flo, was that a hardware event that you guys watched? Or, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, this is kind of, I bring it up because this is kind of the image that Google's really putting forth, right? I feel like it's lessening its approach as a tech company when it's doing this kind of like virtual presentation to try and just be more snackable for people versus the, you know, the slideshow that we were kind of given by like Samsung and Apple's you know, virtual presentations. I feel like Google very much was like, we're going to put on a whole show for you. And um, it worked for me. Okay. It it was kept it, me it was, engaged. It was fine. Yeah. I appreciated that. And yes, there were like sprinklings of, we talked to, you know, the product managers, talked about like the product ethos, just kind of like some very inside baseball stuff, which of course that needs to be there. Um, but I don't know. Other than that, I, I just, I thought it was very nicely produced. <laughs> So it I was. Just want to it give was. Kudos on that. Okay. It was very nice. It got. It gets. It got the job done. It's fine. It's all, all these companies have to really change their game because uh, I, most of people listening have not been to these like live uh, live product announcement events, particularly like Apple ones, where there there are those of us who are the journalists who are a if we're if we're not bozos and goofballs we are cynical we are we realize this is a dog and pony show we are and also we're taking notes and we're formulating questions mm -hmm. we need to ask for later however there's also a lot of like invited guests and employees and people who are super 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 excited to be there and it becomes a certain element it's like the the ellen show or the old rosie o'donnell show where we're all just so excited about oh my god oh, this is so I great that like, rosie ah, show. what you're gonna show us a special video oh my god a special video it, it was and yeah. so and so when they yeah. have to and when these guys when these men and women when they're giving the presentations when they know that oh we're not going to get that automatic energy where we say and mm -hmm, we're mm -hmm. deleting the headphone jack. Applause, applause, applause. There's grab, no grab, feedback. Grab. You're not yeah, getting, so you basically you're not have getting to say, that feedback. And there's no headphone jack. And we've got a Qualcomm 765 with 128 gigs. You just really figure you, you got to go through the bullet points. There is at no point in your notes, uh, in your in your present, presenter notes is like in square brackets, hold for applause. And you just know that, okay, we're just going to get through this. And I'll be fine. It's not like, and I'm not complaining about like extra extra stuff. Uh, I I have some of the best like live concerts I've been to have been at Apple events. I've because it's not you're you're probably about thirty years too late to be able to hear Foo Fighters in a room in a three hundred seat venue. Particularly venue of three people who are and none of them are like woo people. And it's it's uh, I I know Foo Fighters is a bad example because 
the the excitement and the energy at a Foo Fighters concert is so great that act, that's the reason why I've not been to one, but I would like to go to one because it seems like you got ten thousand really cool people who are cheering and excited, and the band mm-hmm. which is playing based on cheering the excitement. It's just that sometimes you see these concert uh, videos from like Bonnaroo and stuff where it's like. You know that David Bowie is singing this really, really tender, wonderful little song that part of it is how he's building emotion through quiet parts and pausing. And you've always got those persons that said, wait a minute, David Bowie is pausing for eight seconds. The, the whole gig will be ruined unless someone shouts out, woo. And I think that person's <laughs> going to be me. <laughs> and you see David Bowie, he's got this little flicker saying, oh, you freaking bastard. <laughs> actually that is that is we will listeners we will, we will get to this but there is uh these ziggy stardust live album this is like 1970 something <laughs> the the end of side one is uh, is a beautiful song called my death and so he's like introducing the song it's not as morose as it sounds but it's a very okay. very beautiful serious song and as he's, it's like thousands of and he's not and he's not starting and he's waiting for the crowd to die down but they're not we're not talking about oh my god we love you so much we want to explode it's like wow there's silence and we can fill it and finally he just leads into the microphone and says i'm content to wait until everybody's quiet <laughs> <laughs> like oh i'm sorry david bowie we'll be yeah, quiet please sh- sing your song everybody shut up it was a good it was a good presentation they, they <laughs> the the stuff managed to get released which is the whole point of the enterprise and that that not uh, only did succeeded. it manage to get released it managed we managed to get the play by play about everything uh but i really feel like the emphasis of the event was on and i feel like this is a really good way for us to segue into the hardware announcements i feel like the emphasis is really placed on that new chromecast <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it was the it was the only thing that was really fresh and new on the docket. Uh, yeah. So there's and also it was one of those things that was uh, been teased. I think we had most of the details like several months ago, but nonetheless became official. We have the it's the Chromecast with Google TV officially. Uh, it's going re- it replaces <laughs> yes. the fifty nine dollar Chromecast Ultra, which was their four K uh, Chromecast device. This is forty nine bucks, so it's ten bucks cheaper. Uh, similarly, it gives you up to 4k at up to 60 frames per second with dolby vision hdr you uh, unlike chromecast this one comes with a couple of things uh first of which being a voice remote with a google assistant button and branded youtube and netflix buttons uh the usual volume power buttons you can control your tv one of the things that really struck me about it was i love the fact that it isn't black which means that there's a good chance that once like a 20 minute video or like a three hour movie is over, I will be able to find the video in my bed or on my sofa without having to like floodlight yeah. the entire place. I would, I, I appreciate non black remotes. Um, it, it, well, and it, it comes in several colors, right? Several colors. We, we will, we, uh, we will, uh, we're, we're, I think I wrote it down here because they, Sorry. once, once again, they, once again, they have uh, interesting, uh, call, oh yeah, they're calling it uh, Snow, Sunrise, and Sky. Coincidentally, also the names of Earth, Wind, and Fire's backup singers. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about white, kind of white, but really more of an orange, and kind of white, but more of kind of a blue. We're talking about vague colors. Uh, which are going to be great to anybody who gets to see the back of your TV set because it is still your typical like Chromecast HDMI uh, dongle sort of thing. Uh, has USB 3.0 for charging and will also support 
Ethernet connections and other stuff through the Ethernet port. Uh, excuse me, through if you if you con- apparently if you connect a USB U- a USB three hub to it uh, and deliver power, you can also attach USB devices to it. Uh, there is also a twenty dollar Ethernet. But it looks incredibly silly, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the twenty dollar Ethernet adapter for Chromecast with Google TV. It is a little power brick that also has an Ethernet uh, plug into there. Um, but rather, actually, rather than go through it, uh, you were you, you actually had it pre released, so you can actually talk about it way more than I can. I can't. What was I mean, it like admit- using it? Admittedly, I only got to use it like last night because I went camping for a couple days to, you know, give my brain a rest from everything else in life. But from the brief period of time that I did have with it, I can already say that it's an incredibly improved experience over the Mi Box that I have in the living room. So I set up the Chromecast with Google TV in the family room and that's a smaller TV, but that's a situation where we always are because it's right next to the kitchen, blah, blah, blah. And I really just am so happy to have that remote. It really is what Chromecast has been missing. But the thing is, is uh, Chromecast was a different kind of product than what is being introduced here. This is this is Google TV. It's just Google TV and a dongle. Yeah. And I know Chromecast with Google TV sounds really f- weird. I think it's because they're going to sell the Chromecast with the casting interface so you're basically getting like the perpetual ambient display versus the interface that you're getting with Google TV and it really is the whole darn interface is there um yeah that's 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 when i said that it has two things yeah. that the original didn't we're talking about the remote but also an on-screen interface it will still mm-hmm. work like a chromecast but you will have yeah. if you if you pl- if you've got video and you switch that input you'll have a, like a roku like slim down but like content oriented interface i'm thinking Yes, and I will. So I will talk about the interface in just a second, but I just kind of want to share a couple notes. The remote, super cute, very compact. Um, I thought it was a little too small for cuddling. <laughs> you know, when you're just like sprawled out on the couch, you're super tired. You ha- you're under the blanket. You're just like full zombie potato mode, right? You know what I'm talking about, yes. TV couch lovers and you just kind of have the remote like tucked in you know under your thigh or just like over here in the side between the pillow and whatever this is not the kind of thing that you're going to have an easy time doing that with like it's a it's going to get lost it's really small uh and b i have to say those side volume buttons very reminiscent of google vr i kind of just feel like let's just recycle not i feel bad because i don't want to shade the designers, the industrial designers of the product. But it really does feel like a holdover from the Google VR, from the Daydream interface. And it doesn't, there's just something about it that doesn't translate to me being a TV viewer. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Because when you hit the volume button, look, I'm a real TV watcher here, people. Like this is this is my hobby as I watch TV. I've gotten so many nasty comments from people who think they're better than me. Like, oh God, you watch so much TV. Like, are you happy about anything in your life as I am about TV? Because I don't really see the problem. So the hardware looks pretty good, even even above and beyond having a non non infiltration remote for your for your for your bed sheets and your and your sofa cushions. <laughs> but what I was what I was really curious about, and starting three months ago when we started to see like screenshots, and all the way up to like twenty minutes before the show, as I was watching video 
is like what the actual user experience is supposed to be. As a matter of fact, one of the first comments that uh, I got that we got on Twitter was someone who like right after the event was saying, I just don't know like what this thing is for. I don't know what role it plays, which is exactly what I was thinking because I have two Android TV devices. I have a Mi Box, like the latest version of it. I've got an NVIDIA Shield TV and I don't, it, uh, Google seemed to be the, the false impression I'm sure that I got from the presentation was that Google TV is an entirely separate thing from Android TV because whatever we're, Whatever we're calling Google TV is built on top of Android TV. They made that point by stressing that, hey, look, there's 6,500 apps that you'll be able to access through this. That if you don't like the, or if you don't, I think the Verge's review mentioned that if you don't like the interface that I hope that you'll walk us through a little bit, there's also an interface that says, don't bother with a new, just just show me apps, which is more like the Android TV concept. So what was, what I really wish they spent more time explaining is that is my shield android tv now going to become with a soft with the next like major os update a shield google tv with a new interface or is this a separate thing that is sort of like dongle oriented uh <laughs> version of what they think uh, chromecast app access should be like i think my understanding is that this is just the new way that, that it's going. This is a new direction that Google's taking its TV interface. I think that's the way to think about it. And I think the reason they, they had said, I have a quote from them, that uh, Google TV is an evolution on top of the Android experience. So the idea is that, yes, it's built on that core Android experience. So you have like back buttons, you have a home button, you have, a, you know, an app store that you recognize, you have a, a login that you've been, you know, aggregating data with. And the Android experience, there is also, by the way, the discovery algorithm, which I'm going to get into in a second because that has to do with the whole new Google TV interface thing. But I think the reason they want to keep it Google TV is because they want to shift the focus away from Android directly to Google. So it's not like okay. you're you're buying into this. Android was always meant to just be this base from what I from from the God I've been covering this the eight years that I've covered Google, I've always understood Android to just be this base that it exists on that everybody else is kind of allowed to play with. And then on top of that is the Google. This is the consumer facing experience. And so that's what Google TV is. Um, as far as I know, updates will come to select partners in the first half of the year next year to new devices. And then by 2022, Google said all new Android TV devices that are retail devices will feature Google TV on them. So when you go to Walmart, when you go to Target and you buy the dongle or the set-top box that says Google TV on it, you're getting this new interface. And then Google also said that it will be evaluating compatibility on upgrading existing devices in the market. So I don't think there's any real roadmap there. It's just we're evaluating this, I think, case by case basis. I imagine that there are I really what I need to do is really look into the hardware requirements of this because there is a reason that the Google TV experience I have out there on the family room TV, it works so much more fluidly than the Android TV experience that I have on the Mi Box. I feel I feel like there's something there with regards to hardware. Obviously, there is something there with regards to software, just the way things are coded. And I will say, like, everything is a lot more buttoned in. So you log in, 
you have your home screen. It's really nice. It's very reminiscent of what we have on Android TV, you know, with the little like columns, like each column kind of refers to an app or a different like call to action. And I have YouTube TV plugged in there and Netflix and HBO Max. So those are the suggestions I'm getting. Um, There's a For You tab. This is kind of like the main event, the first thing that comes on top. It shows movies, shows, live TV from subscriptions you have, which you have to specify manually. I will say one thing I noticed, and again, I still have some searching to do. I still need to kind of look at some of these things, but I noticed all of my apps had carried over to from what I had on the Android TV experience as soon as I logged in with my username. So I assume that all all that gobbledygook is put in there. And um, that For You tab has, I believe it has suggestions. Um, I want to talk about the suggestions engine, but first I'm just going to tell you about a couple of other things. So YouTube TV has a live tab now, so you get like an actual preview when you go into Google TV if you subscribe to it. And then movies and shows, they're all... uh, separated out by genre. So you can imagine I have like a whole, instead of having a line on Android TV, you'd be like, this is the HBO app. And these are the things trending in the HBO app. You have, here's all the reality TV garbage that we know you watch flow. (laughs) And here's where you can get them. You can get this on the Lifetime Network. You can get this on VH1. You can get this on Bravo. And it's like, okay, I see what you're doing here. So they're trying very hard to basically bring in that knowledge graph and put it into the Google TV experience. Um, and so that's, I kind of want to just, sorry, go see, ahead, Andy. Question, no, I questions. just, I, I'm, 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 <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad. I could just, my, it's see, a lot mine, of information and I'm sorry, by the no, way. No, no, no. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad because <laughs> I can, I can very much be like the listener's proxy because I, I, I did order one uh, today. I had, because I bought my pixel 4a uh, uh, last month. Right. Was, I get, so I have a $35 credit at the Google store and so I decided to like, okay, I can buy. I'm not. I'm not sure that I would spend fifty dollars for this just sight unseen, but I'll spend fifteen dollars for it sight unseen and have to wait mm-hmm, a week mm-hmm. for it. So I'm, I'm. I don't know what I'm going to be getting. And the the only thing that kind of scares me is when we talk about interfaces going from an app centric thing, which to my mind tells is. Andy, you will be in control of the entire experience where if you want to go to Netflix and see what's on Netflix, you get to go onto Netflix and your choices are not going to be buried behind suggestions or the either an algorithm's predictions of what you what they think you want to see or we've had a marketing team that has been paid to make sure that this really terrible like reality show about yacht salesmen has to salespeople has to be like at the top of everybody's lists. What what I would love, particularly given the shall we say, a daring range of copyrighted content that's available on YouTube. Uh, I did uh, it, talk. You talk about reality TV. I'm not proud, but I'm very. I was very entertained by all the clips from uh, Ink Masters, which I think <laughs> is on like the the, yeah. the Fox, the FXX network. Some and some of them are like clips that are posted by the show. Some of them are entire shows that have been posted by people not associated with the show. If if the if a system like Google TV 
We're able to get that information from YouTube and say, oh, well, actually, he probably is interested in would be interested in seeing full episodes, which are available through the Paramount app. And they're actually yeah. free. So why don't we tell him yeah. that if he has if he already has it installed, here's where here are some new episodes and we'll take you to or even tell you that, oh, if you download this app, you will be able to get eight seasons of it without paying money for it. I I just I so my I love my Shield TV so much because it's so powerful it even works as a plex server it can even like serve content to other devices yeah. and if i didn't have so I, I would hate to like give up control over like what i get to watch in terms and say well let's see he he he's watched a lot of episodes of uh this tech guy is fixing uh, fixing old computers i know we'll get him into this reality show comic book men with the that's available i don't care about that please don't so that that's uh, that's that's why like your experience is like so helpful because i i don't fear change i just fear awful changes and i'm hoping this isn't one of those things it i mean i haven't played with like the simple mode that supposedly exists because I'm really trying, I'm sorry, I say supposedly, it does exist, but I'm really trying to tap into what, I mean, there was mention of the knowledge graph being associated with right. Google TV. So that is supposed to help you get very specific in your consumption of content. And that's, there's that, there's that key right there is specificity in the consumption. You know, they want content to shine through rather than apps. I think one of the issues that Android has had has been an identity issue where it's very much catered to a particular user. And then it's just kind of like whoever wants to deal with it can come deal with it. And I feel like this UI is kind of like, come in, sit down, check out this experience. We'll completely tailor it to your liking. Uh, And it definitely, I mean, if you're using YouTube TV, YouTube, HBO, it's, tapping into what you're watching and it's it's going to give you those suggestions. Um I did ask about some of the concerns over advertising in the suggestions channel just kind of when you're going, you know, in the main Google TV interface. And my understanding is that there will be paid advertising, but it will be specifically marked kind of like an advertorial in a magazine. Remember those? Um, (laughs) Additional suggestion items will be editorially picked based on what's trending and important. So the same thing that you get when you log into the Play Store right now and it like shows you here the top 10 movies to rent, you know, that'll kind of be what you'll get when you get into Google TV. Um, The For You tab area, scroll, whatever. That will have no additional advertisements. So that's going to be truly based, truly recommended content based on what you're subscribed to. And you can go into the settings and you can say YouTube TV is my live TV subscriber. This is my HBO account. I don't have Amazon Prime Video. Stop telling me what I can watch on Amazon. (laughs) You know, you because you want to be able to do that. I don't want to log into a TV and have it, you know, remember older TVs. Like even 10 years ago, they would have all these like source inputs and you would start up the TV and be like, which source would you like? And it's like, oh, my God, just give me the thing that, you know, I use. Um, So that's kind of a nice thing. Again, I'm still kind of like sussing it out, getting used to it. It was but it was very easy. My husband just kind of dove right in. We're not using the darn phone to cast stuff for the kid. So I'll have I'll have more of an update on on this new Google TV experience um 
And the thing is, we have so much more to talk about. We so. do. I'll say I, I, am, I am looking forward. To the, the thing that the new thing that really caught my eye was the idea of a watch list, particularly if it ex, if it goes beyond simply YouTube, because I've I've always found that really really useful. That's going to that be tied to your Google account, as far as I know. Right. But I do have to say, and I hope I'm not wrong about this, it won't transfer over to YouTube TV. So if you want to DVR something specifically, you'll have to go like make sure you double dip into the app. If you'd need something to record, just right. as an aside. But I hope that I, I does it work across apps outside of YouTube? Because that what I, the reason why I, I like the watch list app, the watch list feature is that this is it seems to be a very natural way, at least for me to watch TV, where I'm just do I'm just going about my life, but then I see someone like post like a, uh, a link to a YouTube video on Reddit or as part of a blog post, and I'm certainly not going to sit there for 20 minutes and watch it then and there, but I definitely want to at a time and place where I'm into like watching TV for an hour or two. Mm-hmm. I want that to happen. But similarly for Netflix, where I know that this is something that Netflix or Hulu or whatever, I'm definitely watching Bob's Burgers. I don't know when I'm going to have time to watch it, but I definitely want it on that list of things that. Oh, Andy, I see that you're on the sofa and you're vegging out for two hours. Here are the things that you've pre-selected for yourself. Please choose of any of these 30, partake of any of these 30 or 40 items. I would love it if that were part of like one Mm -hmm. master watch list instead of just YouTube. I think I think they're headed for that. Let's definitely do a little like couple of weeks postmortem on this. Yeah, because we both I, I have want it. To... We both, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, in a couple of weeks, we'll like circle around and it will have like more. Plus, circuit. I need to try and watch some other content. I finally figured out that like HBO has all of Adult Swim. So that's we'll see how that affects my reality TV <laughs> algorithm. Oh, my God. We have so much more to yes, discuss, yes, yes. though. The Nest Audio. Yeah, it doesn't. I it's. I don't know if there's much to say about it because it just seems like it, it doesn't look like an air freshener anymore. Okay, uh, now it looks like like a big breath mint. Um, <laughs> it's uh, they most of what they're talking about when they're in that part of the presentation was audio quality, uh, comparing it to the original like middle of the road uh, Google Home speaker, seventy five percent louder with fifty percent stronger bass compared to the original Google Probably. Home. Yeah, and and just as I, just as I was getting scared about that, say, oh, that's exactly what I want. I was complaining that these Handel cantatas that I was I've been listening to that when I share it with the rest of the neighborhood, that's not loud enough or thumpy enough. But then they could, but they got settled out. Say, oh well, we did four five hundred hours of testing and tuning to make sure it's great, sounds great across all audio genres. The the other line that I thought was kind of interesting enough to like pull out was that the sound is quote faithful to what the artist intended when they were in the recording studio which caught my ear because it's when i read audio and i'm not a high-end audio reviewer but i often like rely on people who spend as much time obsessing about these things as i obsess about other things and they they usually um, they usually establish a delineation between uh, when they were talking about headphones, there are headphones that they designate as monitor style headphones mm-hmm. where, and uh, where the, the entire selling point of this is that this adds or subtracts nothing from the audio was designed to be as neutral as possible versus something like a beats headphones where there are people who like to wear like really thumpy, thumpy, thumpy sort of sound. And this will add color and character to it that didn't exist anymore. So I don't know if they're saying that this is designed so that whatever came whatever came into that audio that digital file will be coming out of the speakers or whether they're saying that we will make sure we tune this to whatever environment you're in 
Um, and they're doing a lot interesting, like uh, as as AI powered software sort of stuff. Uh, they're mentioning a feature they're calling Media EQ, where depending on the category of content you're listening to, like music or audiobooks, or whether it's giving you a Google Assistant alert, it will adapt the dynamics of the speaker to be more appropriate to what you're listening to. Uh, something they're calling Ambient uh, IQ, uh, which will, if you've got a noisy environment, like if there's street sounds coming in or if there's like office sounds or whatever, it will realize that, okay, well, this, there seems to be a fan, uh, a house fan running in the living room where where the speaker is right now. So which means that they're probably not going to be able to hear the frequencies that are being created by the fan. So I'm going to boost those frequencies. Don't know about that uh, because I don't have one. Uh, we might have some more to talk about that uh, in the coming weeks as people have them to actually play with. Um, so otherwise, I'm like I said, it's it's the mid range Google speaker. Uh, it's not the mini, and it's not the huge Max, which has not been changed in the several in several years. So either they're giving up on that, or we're going to expect a big update on that. Ninety nine bucks shipping on October fifth, and it's going to be uh, if you order it from the Google Store in stores on October fifteenth, and of course more phony baloney color names. Available in chark uh, and chalk, Ch- charcoal. <laughs> chark would be. Chark. I would. I should. I should patent that chark. It would be like a shark ch- between the shark and chalk. Uh, available in chalk, charcoal, sand, sky, and the all new sage, which is also the earth, wind, and fire horn section that they would bring along when they were on a multi-city tour. Hey, hey. I. Um, I, I. Yeah. Yeah. Should we skip over to new phones, or is that pretty much everything that we could have said about it? Yeah, I'll skip over to new phones. <laughs> new phones, and even and even there, we don't have a whole lot to. That's really really surprising. Most of this is stuff that we thought that we'd, we'd see. I think it, it underscores that the the idea that whether it depends on depends on your your attitude. Either this is a rebuilding year, and we were not to expect anything really exceptional from the Pixel uh, Five as opposed to the Pixel Four, which had a whole bunch of new hardware and was like a redefining thing, or uh, Google really is partic- pursuing a brand new concept, which is that we are not going to compete with a fifteen hundred dollar folding phone with like a million processors and 18 lenses, we are going to build the best damn $700, $700 phone and make sure that we're setting it apart by giving it lots of unique mm-hmm. software features as opposed to hardware speech features that would tack on more money to the list price. Uh, so we've got the, uh, the, the Pixel 5, I almost said Nexus 5, the Pixel 5 and the Pixel Brilliant 4a <laughs> 5G um, with an accent, 5G with an accent on affordability. They didn't skimp on the 5G. They has both uh, sub 60 gigahertz and uh, millimeter wave 5G. So it's the most compatible that you can possibly make it. Uh, on both of them, the uh, camera has an ultra wide lens instead of a telephoto. Last year's uh, phone, last year's phone had two lenses, but one of them was telephoto. Uh, computational features, some of which are unique to the the four A five G and the Pixel five. Uh, uh, cinematic pan, which is if you're panning or moving the camera from exactly sweeping from left to right, it will yeah. smooth that out. Okay, there you go. Uh, night sight. I like that. It's, it's it's nice. It makes but... your Instagram videos nice. Okay, I mean, <laughs> there you come go. On. As your as well, the th- the thing is like the the great thing about those jittery sort of pans is that 
it made it more difficult for people on TikTok and Instagram to realize that, no, you're not in a $5 million Gulfstream jet. You're actually renting a $65 set in Santa Monica. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, night sight in portrait mode so you can get that cool uh, you get that really really good lighting and uh, blurred backgrounds even in portrait mode portrait light which is my favorite feature of the announcement and looks like it's going to be introduced on these two new phones but it's eventually going to come to other uh, pixel phones uh, the idea is that with the uh, and this new updated version of the photos app that's going to that's going to be released um, you're used to the idea of computational photography being able to like saying, Ooh, there's a human face. Let's give some fake, but much better lighting for it. Not just let's brighten up the whole face, but understanding that the, the face has a shape to it and shadows. And that's how light's going to play with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, there's, there's actually a little video of how it works on the Google site that shows you in the, in the photo, in the photo app, it's not just push a button magically get better lighting. It's, 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 it gives you like a little circle in a, in a uh, what if you can imagine a circle on a track in a, uh, around the, this face. So imagine that when you drag the circle around the face, that's where like you can aim the light. So if you want to look like the light is coming from the fake light is coming from directly above or directly from one side or the other, and it's completely interactive and it looks so cool. Uh, so that I was really I, I wasn't disappointed to find out that cinematic pan is an exclusive, but when I saw in the official announcement, quote, availability on more Pixel devices soon for portrait lighting, I was pretty sweetened by that. Um, Another Pixel feature that will probably, no, it looks like it's going to come to other Pixel devices, but they talked about it in the uh, the announcement today as though it were, like, as important as the 5G aspect. This this is going to hit a lot of people right in the heart. A new phone feature called Hold For Me, so that if you're if you call if you call the 800 number for technical support or, or uh, customer support and you're on hold for like 30 minutes, you are number 18 in the mm-hmm. queue. Your report, call is important to us. So now it's using uh, Google Duplex and other AI on your phone to actually you you, you keep the you keep the, the the line open. You don't hang up. But if you engage this feature, uh, the phone will now the phone app will now listen to the audio, listen to like the all on hold music, and as soon as it hears a human voice, a real human voice, Google Duplex will cut in and say, "Please hold the line." You're the this human being will be back with you with you immediately, and it will give you an alert saying, "Hey, there's actually now a hu- real human being ready to talk to you." So you don't have to just like sit there and listen to Afternoon Delight. Uh, in elevator music mode for 48 minutes and not do anything else that that sounds like something that's going to like if you're in if you're in the, in the verizon store and you've got a choice between two phones that you don't know whether you prefer one or the other if they tell you that well have you ever been on hold yes this one will simply like wait on hold for you and then tell you when there's an actual human online that to me would be oh i don't I don't care that this one is available in Barney the Dinosaur Purple. I will take this one instead. Oh, Barney. Uh, <laughs> uh, dead, 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 dead. Thank goodness. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I won't go through everything, but there, there's a bunch of really cool things. Well, okay, we are, we are doing a podcast. So just like everybody, this was, it looks like this feature that I'm about to speak about is uh, designed specifically to make people who are about to report on this really excited about the phone. So uh, last generation, they had a new version of the, the audio recorder app that could generate a transcript automatically as it's going going mm-hmm, going mm-hmm. right now. Now it's added audio editing features so that if you wanted to just uh, 
as never has happened when we're recording a podcast, if we said went through like a rat hole and said, oh, actually, Jim, cut out that part. We don't want to use that part. Now you can just sort of select the text, cut it, and that audio will be cut or cut and paste it someplace else. That sounds pretty darn hot. Also done completely on device. Uh, I think that's a early preview for the 5 and 4A 5G, but should come later on. Um, it's more probably important if we talk about comparisons. Uh, the Pixel 4a with 5G, I'm already sick and tired of ta- saying Pixel yeah, 4a with 5G. Yeah, it's an absolute mouthful. It's going to be very hard for people to differentiate between these things. Ugh, I had to take a drink of water because I'm saying that so much. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a mouthful. Hmm. There isn't a whole lot of difference that I could see. It's not like uh, we in marketing, they often talk about aspirational models where... Mm-hmm. They just like Apple has the iPhone, uh, the iPhone 11, but they also have the iPhone Pro, the iPhone 11 Pro, which is the oh well, sir, we have this other model that it is three hundred dollars more, but it's made of the most fine yeah. Italian Corinthian steel. It makes steel sense. And... It makes sense though when you call something Pro versus when you put a right. 5G at the end of it. <laughs> right. Uh, so the differences between the 4A and the the four the the 5G 4A and the Pixel 5 aren't that great. They both have the same CPU, which is a decidedly mid-tier CPU, a, a 700 series, the Snapdragon 765G. By the whereas, way, there's a Verizon-specific version. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that costs another $100 more? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, but whereas, like, other, like, the top tiers, uh, Samsung phones are another, another level up from that. They both have the same amount of storage, 128 gigabytes. Um, that's... Very good news in terms of being competitive with whatever Apple is going to announce in October because the very latest rumors, and we're probably about a week, maybe two weeks away from an announcement, is that the base level iPhones are all going to be 64 gigabytes. So if they're about the same price but giving you double the storage, that's at least one thing they don't necessarily have to compete with. Um, Same camera features on both the 4A 5G and the 5 Neither of them have last year's motion sense camera. So we're talking about screen to screen display with hole punch mm-hmm. cameras. Uh, now we're talking about the differences. The, uh, the Pixel 5 has a smooth display with the higher 90 hertz refresh rate. Mm-hmm. Eh, okay. Uh, it has uh, water, officially water resistant, has wireless charging, can also do reverse wireless charging. So you can, you can uh, charge Boost like your someone. wireless headphones. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, hey, Socially it, distant boost someone's phone, of course. <laughs> well, you know, it it, mean, it means that, like, if you're on the subway and like you realize that your that your phone is dying, but you see like a bulge in someone's back pocket, it's worth like putting your phone in the back pocket and just sort of like trying to get close enough that the Qi charger will like activate, so maybe you can I steal like stuff. ten minutes of power from that other stranger's butt. Uh, it's. <laughs> You know, there, there, there are no social rules against it yet, so we'll figure that out. Uh, the new one has a Gorilla Glass 6, so it should be more shatter-resistant, more scratch-resistant. Um, the Pixel 4, actually, but the Pixel 4a with 5G has a couple of advantages. Uh, it has a very slightly larger screen, 6.2 inches versus 6 inches, and it has an audio jack. Has an audio jack. An audio jack. Wait, wait, wait. The 5 has an audio jack? No, no, no. The, uh, this is the advantage of the 4, 4A with 5G, uh, that it has an audio jack, whereas the Pixel 5 does not have a does not this have. This is just a jack. lot of skews to handle, y'all. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is a lot of differentiation. Sometimes I, I don't know. 
This is because now when people ask me this question, I have to be like, <clears throat> okay, let's go through the models, you know, and it's like, <laughs> that's a lot of work for me to do. <laughs> yeah, it's, especially when there's just, it's so close. Even the difference between the, the 4A that was released last month is the phone that I bought for 350 bucks. Uh, comparing that to the 4A with 5G, even that is obviously it's got 5g okay so that's not really going to be i don't think that's going to be super relevant for the next couple of years at least so for the life of if you're buying a new phone this year this fall i think this is the last year in which you can buy a phone that's not 5g and still get as much out of it as you would probably get uh, with a 5g phone uh, between one thing and another, um, they both have six gigabytes of application RAM and 120 gigab- gigabytes of storage. No different there. Mm-hmm. The main camera is identical. Uh, obviously, the 4A does not. Ha- uh, my 4A does not have the super wide lens. I would have liked to have had the, the wide lens, but but otherwise, it's the exact same one. They both have the Titan M security chip, so they all so they both have enhanced security. The only advantages of the 4A with 5G, which costs, again, $500 to $350 for the plain 4A, obviously 5G has a larger battery, uh, 3885 milliamp hours versus 3140. Let's find out how much of that extra capacity is eaten up by the fact that it's a 5G modem. Uh, it is a definitely a larger screen, 6.2 inches versus 5.8 inches. I'm perfectly happy with the size of the 4A. Um, the 665G CPU is an upgrade over the 730 Qualcomm chip inside the 4A, but it's not that much faster. It's not as though there's materially things that I can't do with the 4A that I could mm-hmm. do if I had waited and spent an extra 150 for the 4A 5G. So I'm if, if even if I had waited until this week to buy whatever I was going to buy, I would still be buying the Pixel 4A for my own needs because I just don't see a big enough leap in features for me to be worth either 150 bucks more for the 4A 5G, let alone uh, an extra uh, th- uh, extra 350 dollars for uh, for the the Pixel Five. I'm, on paper, though, on paper, on paper because okay. people still need. Sorry, Andy. I mean, no, I'm no. not trying to invalidate your feelings about you know your buying decisions. I just want to say that you might change your tune once you start to see the reviews really come out about the phone because who knows with this new, I don't know, who who knows? Somebody could come out and say, you know what, the $100 <laughs> is actually worth it. I, I'm just thinking about how uh, this year was so messed up in terms of timing because I feel like the Pixel 4a was not supposed to launch that closely to the 4a 5G. Yeah. And I and because of this, it is very like you describing what happened to you where you're now justifying, well, I bought the 4A, I think I'm okay with it. But it's like, but this is kind of gnarly because they announced this new stuff. And by the way, like these price points are extremely approachable by anybody, anyone's means compared to what Samsung is doing and Apple, I guess, because they're also doing the thousand thousand dollar tier uh devices but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh, i'm still I, not super excited by the way like right. last year i was very excited about the pixel but i think after being on the one plus eight for what going on like four or five months now i 
you know, I don't have night sight, which I really miss. I really wish I had it with me camping the other night so I could have taken a picture of the sky, you know, in some social media for- sharing format. But uh, but that's okay. It's okay that I didn't have that. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. That's see that that's really that really defines what buying smartphones is like in 2020, where at this point it's it's you almost have to a manufacturer has to almost go out of their way to produce a bad smartphone. Now they're producing really good smartphones for 350 to 400 dollars, and if you're not willing to make that very very serious like 2x price leap towards a folding phone. It's going to be really hard to say that here is a hardware feature built into the hardware of this phone that makes this one absolutely distinctive. And for and I, that really is, for me, showing how smart one of the core concepts of Pixel's strategy is, which is that the hardware is important but not as important as really cool software features uh, because every for the past couple of years, the most interesting stuff that I've seen has in Pixel is look at this really cool thing we're doing in software. Look at all these really great camera features we're adding in software, and look at this thing that your camera that your phone that you bought as a refurb three years ago can do today that I couldn't do. Can I do. please, please, please bring up feature drops just really quick? Okay. They mentioned feature drops. They said Pixel users are going to get feature drops. Folks, this is just rebranded software updates, and I think it's genius because the term software updates is so, like, it's it's so Cal Poly technical institution, you know, there's just like, no, it's so like, this is a software update versus like, this is a feature drop. We just dropped some features on you and you're, I I don't know. It's so much more approachable. And so it just fits into this whole like new, this whole ethos that Google is going forward. I mean, do you guys have any idea how much subtle marketing was being sort of launched at us today through that half hour presentation all the colors that were used the way people were dressed did you notice like the beautiful muted like neutrals it was very and i apologize is going to make some people roll their eyes it was very kim kardashian because there's no uh, i'm sure she's lovely i'm sure she's she's no no what i'm trying what i'm trying to relate is that it was very aesthetically driven there was an absolute message that is trying to get across and that's you know kim kardashian's whole ethos but that's besides the point i was just trying to bring up that that color palette that's there because it's very like in style right now and then just followed by the people that they had you know signed up to i don't know just buttoning it all together the android that Andy and I love and talk about that is not the Android that is intended for the general consumer. And I think Google's really, they really want to just let go of that. You know, we, we complain on our blogs and our podcasts about like, we need Google to bring back the Nexus program. We need Google to do this. Sorry guys, we don't matter. I mean, if we, I think we matter when it comes to like, we're still getting, you know, development tools and there's still an open source operating system, all that. But that's not who these products are for. And I think we really have to we really have to just kind of lean into it. Lean into the to the feature drop. Yeah. Just lean well, in. I, yeah. Well, that well, see, that's the thing that makes uh, on uh, on a lot of different things. That's the kind of thing that makes me a loyal customer when 
when it feels as though the hardware that I purchased isn't becoming more and more obsolete with each year, but it's finding new tricks. I mean, just just last month, the uh, the Olympus camera that I bought five mm-hmm. years ago got yet another feature that not only didn't exist when I bought it five years ago, but couldn't have been conceived to exist, which is uh, webcam software that works over its USB connection. Uh, and this adds to so oh, relevant during the COVID times. Yeah, exactly. And it's <laughs> and see it, it. It what annoys me about so many businesses is that you are capable of doing this. You could add this feature. You don't need to. There's no extra hardware needed to be able to ter- use this wonderful op- these wonderful optics mm-hmm. as a webcam. I'm not so. Why are you like saving this for a future release, or why are you turning this into a seventy five dollar product? And, and you that was make the money whole point. But. That was the whole point of everything that the Android development team has been doing. The Android behind the scenes is just like separating everything out, doing things like Project Mainline, just really making sure that whatever, basically, modulate—is this the right way to say it? Modulating, modulating the operating system. Perhaps I'm not yeah, using t- that turning, word in the right. right. Yeah, exactly. Turning it in, turning it into yeah uh, the the opposite of the Apple approach, which is that. We will do a brand new operating system every year, and every year if we, and you're if we gank, like give it, new baby. features, <laughs> yeah, and they and they don't they don't feel like hardware features. They they feel like uh they they feel like oh well we gave you an updated operating system so and and yeah. so much of what Google is doing is I I had to make a note to myself just to make sure that I talk about or write about how cool it is that Google seems to be the only company that is actually putting thought and care into making their phone a better phone. And by making it a better phone, I'm talking about making it much harder for people to annoy us via our telephones. So just all the yeah. all the different countermeasures that they have they have released for the standard phone app that basically says, I don't know this guy. I'll screen the call for you. And I'll I'll let you know if he's if if he or she Very- says that it's very friendly. This is yes. this is what it is. Google is your friendly friend. It is not the scary walled garden that is Apple. It is not, you know, it, you don't have to... I mean, yeah, the iPhone SE exists, but I mean, in general, just look at the pricing st- structure of everything. Like $50 TV dongle, plug that in, you have Google Assistant. $100 speaker, plug that in, you have Google Assistant. Uh, what, Four ninety nine five hundred to like do the calculation in my head five hundred dollar you know Pixel four A five G you get that added bit of the technology that keeps being marketed to you and I don't know I think it's all um, this is all the grown up Google that we've all kind of been expecting and uh, the thing is we still have like more to talk about by the way we still have more to talk about um, I, we should we should take a break we're going to take uh, a break because we, we need co- water a couple of things we definitely want to talk about before we end this week and because we're not doing a double episode <laughs> we should get, get on with it so yeah. we'll be we'll take a water break and we'll be back after this and now we're back and we're getting to something that uh, after the past week uh, especially the past two or three days I thought was a lot more important to talk about than even the hardware that was being released the impression that Google looks right now like it's being run as though it's an unlicensed nail salon. Ouch. I mean, all of the really weird, stupid mistakes that they've been making that you would you would think that a trillion-dollar company that's responsible for so much of the infrastructure upon which our society thrives or dies upon wouldn't be handling things better than this. I, I have a short list 
I don't mean to belabor each one of these, but I feel as though I we need to air some of these points. Starting with okay, so they're calling this event that we just talked about. Yes, they're calling. I'm making it, a lot of noise purposefully over here. Exactly. By the way. Well, she, we have, we have a good surprise. We're th- so they're calling it launch night in. Let's go say that again. Launch, launch night, night in. in. This now, event was at fact, 11? Fact num- 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern time. And Google's home country is, in fact, the United States of America. They're not Australian. So why were they calling it launch night in? Like, was there something that they were planning to be able to do something a little bit more spectacular, but it became too late to simply highlight a piece of text in a press release to, like the media list and change things uh do although now uh flo you 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 have some special insight upon this that i might not have yes so i signed up for a launch night inbox and i got a a whole kit yeah i got a whole kit um now the box is actually let's see this is going to be awkward but i want to show andy it looks it 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 looks like if you here's the box it came bought, in. if you bought like a really nice little outfit at a very nice my, store. so my husband thought it was a laptop when the box <laughs> came he's like hey you got a laptop because i've been covering laptops lately so it makes sense the inside google rainbow and then it says hi florence <laughs> so it says my name on here they printed out my name in a printer in beautiful like 1960s wallpaper brady yeah. bunch wallpaper inside in so Google colors. I, I had to sign a survey. I was like, okay, this is cool. So I got a, uh, I got a mug. So this is a insulated mug. It's like Here ceramic on the inside. It's actually it's quite nice. I Black got some, as Facebook soul, I should say. No decoration actually, of any kind. It's gray. It's a slate gray. Okay. Yes. Um, which is kind of a Google thing because so not so not color. as not as dark as Facebook soul. Yes. Um. Black and bold steeped coffee bag. I have no idea how to make this. Oh, wait, no, I do. Okay, it's like a, it's like a tea bag. Oh, made in Scotts Valley. That's right here in Santa Cruz County. Um, okay, so that's nice. They went local. I also got a pair of Google socks. Just, <laughs> just like, Flo, are you wearing Google socks? This is my second pair of Google socks, by the way. I also have a pair of Google uh, map socks. <laughs> National Geographic sent me a pair of Mars socks once. That's They're still cool. in the regular rotation. Um, I got a bunch of Sour Patch Kids. So I got Sour Patch Kids, watermelon, There's lunch sour taken care straws. Of. I got snack. I got a thing of popcorn, which I'm probably going to make tonight. <laughs> I never had popcorn colors. in the house, which is like kind of a bummer. Um, so that was that was my kit. And, um, uh, and then my Chromecast came in here. Now, I have to tell you, the box that they sent me is I just saw this. So it's turn your box into a couch caddy. So you cut it out and then you insert the points together and it creates this basically little like table. <laughs> so I, hmm. Couch caddy, not your style. Search YouTube for cardboard DIY for other ideas. Wow. That is <laughs> smart. No, I'm serious. It's Google's very... a very Google's a bad babysitter. It's like here, here, kid, here's a cardboard box. If you don't, if you don't, can't think of things to use a box for. Or, I don't know. Google for information on things to make out of cardboard. So that was fun. I wanted to walk you guys through that because sometimes it's fun to get mail like that. And of course, I'm going to eat all the candy because <laughs> COVID times and everything is sad. But anyway, uh, that was launched right in. I would have been, been so when I saw the box, I thought, oh, they probably sent her like pajamas, and I would be so jealous if, I if was, they gave. I you saw some Google people pajamas. got candles, and I was like, 
not see, that not that I'm okay, now I feel like uh, Flo the journalist is complaining that she didn't get free candles. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay? That, that's not who you, you all know who I am by now, okay? And you know. And when and, and when I say I was I would be jealous for pajamas, it's because any day, particularly in lockdown mode, but even in my normal life, the times where I was, I was like, I was, I was, I would go to the front door, pick up like whatever FedExes and UPSs came in, like in like the gym shorts and T-shirt that I slept in, and started opening boxes and realizing, oh look, someone sent me a T-shirt, great. Instead of like finding looking for a clean T-shirt in the laundry in the in the in the dryer, I, that I can just week. put on. Oh look, socks, <laughs> great. I don't have to look for. I socks. did that last week with a shirt. Right. Um, okay. pa- pants are, pants rarely happened. I don't think I've ever been given pants by a tech company. However, sometimes you know you order pants, they come in, and they're exactly the right size. The ideal is that because I I don't necessarily will change into completely new clothes like within the ninety minutes of waking up. Not when you if, work, uh, at but home, I will no. check to see like what packages were left by to make sure that they don't get stolen. That means I'm dr- not only I'm get I'm fully dressed, but I'm fully dressed in brand new clothing. And so that's what that's Perfect. why I would have been very jealous if you got free pajamas. That's mm, all. No pajamas, unfortunately. Uh, but, but so, th- but there's something yes. okay. But there's something a little bit more serious. Uh, so, <laughs> Home Depot and Walmart both started selling the new Google Chromecast a full week before the announcement. And we're not talking about oh, there there was accidentally like a database item left like on the website, and if you did a search for it, you would find it. Even though it has been made public, you could place an order and someone accidentally, or you pre-ordered it and they accidentally sent it early. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about you're walking through a Walmart, you're looking for a nine volt battery for your garage remote or something, saying, "Hey, wow, there's that's a brand new Google Chromecast in the personal electronics aisle for 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 fifty dollars." And yes, they were actually pegging things out. That's why people on Reddit and even The Verge were able to get like buy yeah. pre-release hardware this is not supposed to happen there is it, it definitely on, on the one hand i was pleased because i know apple would have had such a meltdown over this there would have been like you would be i would be on my bike ride and i would say wait a minute didn't there used to be a home depot there all i see is like an empty lot where with a couple of like store managers and orange aprons looking around very dazed and confused. And that's because Apple sent army drones to raise that store to the ground overnight when they knew it was, uh, it was, it was empty. That was so intense was their fury that an Apple product was shelved and sold before the release day. Uh, so I'm glad that, that Google simply said nothing. They didn't give any comments or anything. They there, I'm sure there were some emails Kurt emails sent. But on the, other, on the other hand, this means that they don't have their ducks in a row. I hate to use that term, but it is absolutely correct. There is a, there is a profanity version of that that we cannot use, so I will say ducks in a row. You would like to think that they they would have things in better nick than that to let things like that happen. <sighs> I don't know. All I know is that I came back from camping to a bunch of people talking about trying to go to Home Depot. So, yeah. <laughs> <which> is- <laughs> I was I was so tempted because like I knew I knew that you had it and uh, like oh wouldn't it be cool if like I could I, after I found this out on Monday so maybe I should just like visit like a couple of Home Depots to see if they have it and then I realized that because because I planned to use my thirty five dollar like store credits as like like I said before it was worth fifteen dollars of my real money to buy this I'm not sure it was going to be worth 
like fifty dollars of real money of to to buy this, so I didn't think about that. But yeah, it would have been it would have been fun. Um, now a little bit more a little bit more petty, but still alarming that it today really demonstrated that Google just can't get its naming game right. You start off with the Pixel 4a 5G being announced alongside the Pixel 5, which is 5G. But I'm talking about so the we didn't talk about how to, another announcement that they made, which is that uh, Google Play Movies and TV which is where you go to buy movies and TV from the Play Store and the app that you would play them from, uh, that's now called Google TV. Now, those of you who have a good memory realize that they also released another product today called Google TV, which is the ver- basically the next generation of Android TV. So they have two things called Google TV, none of which are directly related to each other, nor are they related to the other hardware product they had a number of years ago called Google TV. Uh, they're also not related to YouTube TV. Uh, and it's called Google TV, even though it also includes access to movies. That's, it seems as though perhaps I, I a second name was called the, for. of the rebranding conversation we just had, why it's called Google TV. But I do understand. I do understand how you are feeling because, yes, this is the back to, you know, I used to be. It used to be called Chris. I changed my name to Brian, but now I'd like to continue to be called Chris. I get it. That can be very confusing for some people, but you know, it's just that there, 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 there's more than this is an I, Apple TV. I haven't counted move. them all, but this, there, what, there, there has got to be at least eighty words in the English language they could have relied on. Why are they I using know. the same three for everything? Because it makes it's a branding thing, right? It's the same thing as the Apple TV. I mean, it's it's. I feel like this is just part of the long game. Well, there's, there's okay. There, there's a reason why uh, there aren't the, the fruity pebbles is a wonderful name for a cereal. There's a reason why they don't have nine cereals called fruity pebbles made by the no, same. No, but company. they have fruity pebbles, cocoa pebbles. Let me see. They have a lot of different pebble varieties. See, but again, see, that's how easy it is. How about we just change the word fruity to cocoa so that people who are looking for more of a chocolate hit than more of a chemically like fruit hit. That's how it's. That's it doesn't seem like a really complicated problem or nor is it one that is difficult to identify that's that's my that's my problem and we're and we already talked about google tv and android tv where they i understand the rebranding but they decided not to even spend much of their i i really looked hard for any public statements about here is what has here is what is happening with android tv here is why this is a direct renaming of uh, Google TV is just a renaming of what we're turning Android TV into. If anything, they made Android TV sound like uh, what Linux is to Android, meaning that, oh, it's Android TV underneath and Google TV is the surface that we've put onto the new Android TV. Um, but, uh, let's, but getting into even more practical stuff, Chromecast with Google TV, the new Chromecast, does not officially support Stadia yet. They've announced it will support it. Yeah, I saw a lot, I saw a lot of grumbling about that, which That's is, just, is I understandable. I don't get it. it, particularly because they're giving it a lot of promotional push. Because I think that if you buy the Pixel Five, uh, or actually, or any of the new phones from today, you get uh, Stadia for three months. So they're giving mm-hmm. a lot of promotion to this. 
why does it not why is it not supported by the new Chromecast? Particularly because uh, the Verge, uh, with <laughs> they had their their Home Depot hardware, they were able to sideload the Stadia Stadia app on it. It's not easy, but that's how you sideload apps onto any sort of Android based device, and they got it running with absolutely no problem. So the hardware is clearly capable of running it without any difficulty whatsoever. So what is the reason why I'm, I'm sure there's a reason I'm sure there's a reason that made it impossible. Maybe it's a licensing thing, but how wouldn't they wouldn't they have wanted to try to solve that problem to make sure that they didn't have that? Oh, well, this thing that we're trying to get you to buy, we're going to have to tell you to please buy the ninety nine dollar uh, old generation Chromecast Ultra package, which is officially supported by Stadia. I, I don't get it. <sighs> The, la- the the last one is more of a personal thing, but just to underscore that this is these are longstanding problems. We we have been covering the the suckiness of Google Play Music and the double plus suckiness of YouTube Music, or at least in terms of how Andy Anatko, intrepid reporter, tends to define both uh, uh, the terms sucky and reasonably intact streaming music service. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> And I'll also take the take this as uh, one last warning to people who have uh, purchased content uh, from the Google Play Music Store mm-hmm, and have mm-hmm, it in their mm-hmm. Google Play Music library. Uh, so the the la- the Google Play Music Manager for Windows is officially shutting down. Now I noticed this a few weeks ago because my in my last complaint in this series of complaints about the transition to uh, YouTube Music was that I've I've over the many years that I've subscribed to uh, Google Play Music I've purchased occasionally individual tracks and albums and I was looking for a way to simply say hi please give me a list of ever all my purchased items mm-hmm. great now please let me download these things so I get the list but I would have to individually select each track and download them one at a time to get this stuff and that's going to take a huge amount of time but nonetheless we are definitely in the final weeks before whatever is was or ever will be google play music goes to the land of ghosts and wins forever so if you are waiting to get any of that stuff you've ever purchased out you're gonna to have to get it in whatever way shape or form the only uh, and uh, so I, I tried the google play music manager to solve this problem about a month ago and even then it didn't work so now officially it doesn't work the only solution that i have found and it's a terrible solution but at least a solution is to use google takeout which is the standard google account yeah. feature which lets you download whatever it is that information that you've provided to Google, files you provided to Google, or information that Google has collected about you, including places you've been in Google Maps, things like voicemails, stuff like that. So, of course, you can go to uh, takeout.google.com slash settings slash takeout, uh, deselect everything, and then just reselect Google Play Music, which still exists as a thing. And then at some point, it will provide you with a download link to a zip file where you can download your enti- my entire Google Play Music library, including what must be 50 gigabytes of uh, music from my own personal library that I've synced up there. But at least somewhere within that mess, I will be able to locate tracks that I've purchased and not lose what must be a couple hundred bucks worth of purchases, stuff that I really don't want to have to repurchase again. So this is uh, Google, uh, YouTube music is a mess and underscoring the idea of Google being run like an unlicensed nail salon as it was the way that they completely boggled the, the, the transition between the two by not waiting until YouTube music was 
even close to being finished, but also making it so damn difficult for people to preserve whatever it is they've created or purchased. They own, I've bought this stuff. Uh, it does not, it does not fill one with feelings of security and pride in investing faith in Google for anything. <sighs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry to all of you dealing with this right now. <laughs> Uh, but that's okay. Some some of you are feeling. See, it's a perfect topic because uh, some people are either feeling my pain or, and nodding their head so much that they're losing one of their pixel buds uh, on the floor with every single head shake. Uh, or some people are thinking, "Oh my god, old man is yelling a yelling a cloud again." And at least you're having some amusement of that. Go but read the uh, forums. Everyone, we'll, go read it. the forums. Well, uh, but we'll, we'll finish off as usual with as we like to with an after dinner mint, something more light and frothy mm-hmm. and entertaining. And boy, has Google given us one of those with uh, today's uh, Wednesday's Google Doodle. Now, oftentimes they will use the Doodle to celebrate something mm-hmm. momentous in history. Uh, they will pay tribute to one of the finest examples of human beings that have ever existed, both people who are already well known or the people who have not, whose amazing achievements and contributions to humanity has not been surfaced well enough. And for whom a Google Doodle is a wonderful and very, very public facing tribute. Sometimes they just realize that, hey, in Germany, they've got these like little like nodding head dog dolls that they would put in the back of the the back shelf of the car and they would nod in the back seat. It's like Uh, the dancing hula person on the dash. Exactly. And so they decided to do a doction bobblehead Google Doodle celebrating the fact that uh, I don't know if it's it's a specific anniversary. Uh, There is, of course, plenty of backstory available on the Google Doodle blog about this. Uh, First, the first doction bobbleheads (laughs) appeared in Germany in the 1970s after being featured in late 1990s German ad. 500,000 were sold in just eight months. Uh, but the thing that really got my attention is the interview with the lead engineer on this Google Doodle, David Liu. He was asked, what do you hope people take away from your doodle? In which he answered, I want all non-German speakers to appreciate the word wackledackle, which is the German name for uh, German wiener dog bobblehead. It perfectly encapsulates what this doodle is about. If the only reason for this piece of software, and by the way, it's not just a drawing, it's actually interactive where it just yeah, sort of like just if you let it go, it. it just like nods its head, it taps its head, and it's happy that you're tapping it and starts nodding its head a little bit more. The more you tap it, the more little hearts arrive. And if they they all and that's a lot of work went into this just because mostly because there is a word wackle dackle for little nodding head doction dog in the back of a car. And I'm going to try very, very hard to add this to my personal vocabulary, find places to slip it into conversation. I think I'm going to have to go on eBay and try to buy myself a wackle dackle and then just keep it around. And people who have people who are friends of friends who have been to my house before other friends will say, Oh, you're going to see, you're going to hang out with. Okay. It's going to be great. Let's just say at some point you're going to notice that there is like a little nodding head, like totally ordinary dog that seems to be like on the top of the TV or maybe it'll, it'll be like on the kitchen table. Some places just ask him what it is. He's going to try to make you ask about it anyway, because he's very proud of using the word wackle dackle and that just get it over with. And then you'll have a great night. I just, I, just... I like it a lot. I, I, I would love this as like a, I was thinking about like uh, having a version of this, like as a CPU monitor. 
like uh, I already have like a little app on my Mac desktop mm-hmm. so that I can see actually in the menu bar so that I can see like what percentage of the CPU is being used. So what I would want is like a little like floating like Google Doodle style window of just this wackle dackle and the and the the more my CPU is being taxed uh the it's the, the doodle has them like has the, the the car like racing through uh, like the German countryside. So the faster the car is going means the more CPU is being used and the faster the, the doggy's head is being nodding up and down. I would pay a good $10 in the Google Play Store uh, or the Mac App Store for, for such a CPU clock speed utility. The reach for this Google Doogle, Google Doogle uh, is See? United Wackle States. Wackle Dackle fever, it's contagious. Iceland, Germany, of course, <laughs> Croatia, Ukraine, and Thailand. So, uh, I, did, I did. I didn't even check. What is? What is it's, like? It's, our... Okay. Nope. It, nope. We got. We got the wackle dackle. Yeah. Oh look! Yes, nod your head. Yay! <laughs> oh, He's he so gets happy. sad when you. He gets sad when you go down the screen and then you go back up and you'll notice that he's just like frowning because you left him. And then there's a German hot air balloon floating yep. in the distance. Oh, bless. That's well, all, especially especially in the week that like I've had this week. A lot of us have had the same kind of week, but I needed a a little wackle dackle that is happy. There's a full when moon tomorrow a- night, October 1st, which, by the way, this month of October, we're starting with a full moon and ending with a full moon. So it's it's called <laughs> is called a blue moon oh. in moon talk. Anyway, I won't, I won't wow, sing the that song was a really because we can't afford the licensing fee. But if you'd like to help us pay the licensing fee yes. so you can hear me sing Blue Moon, once again go to relay.fm/material and become a, become a member of relay.fm. You're contributing money towards uh the entire network uh that's shared between that's shared within us with other people. You also get to our own special episodes that are members only. You get to hear other mm-hmm. podcasts members only episode uh, and you also get a big heaping helpful of gratitude from all of us because mm-hmm. uh, that is a very very kind and lovely gesture and we definitely appreciate it. You make us feel that. loved. Speaking of, speaking of <laughs> things that we appreciate, Flo, uh, anything you'd like to, to draw people's attention to between now and next week? Actually, I mean, you could always find information about me at florenceion.com or find out the latest stuff I've worked on or podcast appearances at flowrights.tech. Lovely. But other than that, I'm really quiet this week just because I, okay. you know. That's fine. Again, it's you shouldn't you shouldn't transition from a beautiful like unplugged camping long camping weekend to all the way back into the fire like what you should enjoy. Did you have residual... to use fire as a metaphor because I literally came home oh, to sorry. like Los. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, I did not. That was no. That I'm was sorry. Listen, as a, as, a, as a person who's living through her fourth year of this, I really feel like now I'm just joking about it in a way that is yeah. dark. Um, as for me, once again, um, I'm on NPR just about every week. I'm actually on tomorrow, Thursday, uh, but you will almost certainly miss that by the time you download this episode. Just go to WGBHnews.org and uh, do a search for my name, and you will find this week's episode, last week's episode, previous week's episode. Uh, we will probably be talking a little bit about some of the stuff we talked about uh, in this show, but lots of other stuff related to tech and policy and other stuff like that. I will even try to sneak a whacker doodle in there. Because I again, I want to honor the work of de- engineer David Liu and his entire team. Wackle dackle, wackle not wackle, wackle dackle, wackle dackle, wackle dackle. Everybody, thank you for listening this week. We hope you listen to us again next week. Until then, everybody have an awesome seven days. Bye. Wackle dackle.